this is Alicia Blue, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. There's a lover, a sister, buried beneath. There's a whisper of something no one can see. All right, everyone out there, I want to welcome you all back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host, In Sunny, today. And I would like to welcome an exceptionally talented individual, a rising indie folk singer-songwriter in Alicia Blue. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, Alicia, it's an honor. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. You know, this has definitely been an exciting and yet important and busy start to the new year for you leading up to the drop of your alluring, magnificent EP, Inner Child Work Part 2. Let me begin by commending on all the well-deserved recognition your work has been getting so far, especially with those uh, singles that dropped. Best Hands, uh, Young, I Want It Faster. Shout out to the other uh, publications like Atwood Magazine, uh, Billboard, Under the Radar. Uh, that The list goes on and on. And they mentioned you. Uh, and before we get to all that and beyond, right, let's pump the brakes. Let's take a deep breath. I, I, I'm talking a lot because I'm so excited. Let me ask a very important question. How are you? Because <laughs> I don't think I even asked you that. I know it's been quite the last like 12 months from releasing music. I know you just moved recently. Have you had the chance to just stop for a moment? Maybe even take this time right now. That just take take this all in. Kind of just looking back on where you've been. Hmm. That's. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink coffee to that. Actually. <laughs> Cheers. Um, Cheers. Same. This is also decaf because I can't have caffeine because it makes me crazy. But oh, I have to be crazy for this, you know. So mine has. No, I mean, maybe decaf will for me for me for the evening. <laughs> um. But yeah. No. Uh. That's such a great question. I don't think I've really taken that break in terms of, wow, okay, like, let's look back at everything. Um, I I admit I'm a pretty forward thinking person, but I think it's so important to be able to do what you're asking. And I think one reason I, and I think I've said this in like 90% of my interviews, and I don't know why it just naturally arises, but I, I walk in the, in the woods every day. So there's like a, a a quiet time there where I get to like really be with myself and um, unplug from from everything. So I think that's kind of what just keeps me feeling great about uh, forwardness and, yeah. and moving forward. But um, yeah, it's been incredible to when I have allowed myself to just look back and go, "Hey, wow, I can't believe I'm here." And um, and then part two comes out very soon. So yeah. Now, for Inner Child Work Part 2, did you have a release date? I know you moved it around a little bit here and there. Um, yes. I don't know if you can announce yes. it yet, so I want to leave that up to you. I don't think I'm allowed to announce it, but I do believe, because it's moved, so I'm not I'm not going to yeah. say it, but I okay. do believe, I believe uh, a late February, early March will be for sure. Uh, yeah, and uh, by, the, by the time this episode drops, uh, we're actually going to, released around that time so it's like we're oh, kind perfect. of yeah. we're kind of talking into the future right now i, I think and it'll be released yeah. on on magnetic moon records by the way and shout out to them now uh alicia i want to wind the clock back here okay um to 2019 maybe even before that because for fans and listeners who may not know you are originally from los angeles and here's the thing about los angeles that's actually my second home i actually i went to film school out there um and near the Fullerton Fullerton, uh, area. I'm going to quote you here. You said, writing is my favorite thing to do on this earth. If you could briefly, 
and briefly, you know, talk about that defining moment in your life uh, that led to the in- inception of Alicia Blue, right? Into who you are today. Because like I said, you've been on quite the journey. You know, I-, I feel like it's important for people to hear your story as much as they can. This is not going to be just on YouTube, Alicia. This is going to be on all major streams out there for the world to hear. You know, when did you come to the realization that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Because I feel like it went by in a blink. Yeah, so I, uh, my dream was to be uh, like the next Jack Kerouac, a famous poet. And I'd never yeah. played music in my life. Uh, I was always a fan. I was a huge Bob Dylan fan. I never thought I could do it. I didn't, there was no music in this. I went to private school and there was no music curriculum there, um, nor in my family or household. So um, it came to me in my last year of college. So I studied literature and, um, but yeah, there, in my last year, last two years of high school, I had a, uh, it's kind of a long-winded answer, but I had a kind of dead poet society experience with my teacher, uh, my English teacher. It was really quite visceral and in an amazing way. Um, shout out to Scott Doval. Um, We're gonna do yeah, a lot of shout outs in, on this on this yeah, conversation. He just published so his first, first novel. So I'm so proud of him. But um, he uh, made me think I was somebody that I, you know, had what it took to be to to feel what I needed to feel to, to say what I needed to say that could be maybe useful mm-hmm. um, as an artist. And so then in my last year of, so then fast forward to college, uh, you know, you know, the dream is to publish these poetry books and I meet an old soul singer and then everything changed. And I was like, I, I'm going to learn about music. I'm going to take all this poetry and put them in songs just like Bob Dylan did and make people think. And that's, um, that was, uh, uh, gosh, that was like, 10 years ago and then wow maybe like you know you so you have to like learn how to play somewhat and how to sing so i spent some time doing that a couple of years doing that more than a couple of years and so i think around 2015 i did like my first baby open mic singing cover songs um the soul malcolm was the musician the soul singer who had really kind of taught me about singing and stuff so i was doing like more yeah. like soul throwback soul at like things and it really wasn't working it wasn't uh you know the poetic true kind of part of my personality wasn't really shining and my voice is soulful but not a soul singer's voice and so um nothing was really resonating with the world and then in 20 late 2017 i went to an open mic and then had written my first folk song it was like a poem and I actually was, I had a boyfriend. He's like, no one's going to listen to that. And, you know, he wanted like, you know, to see Alicia do like more commercial things. And then I did, I sang that at an open mic and like the audience just shut up. It was like, you know, when you can get through and quiet the room. And I was like, yep, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then I think, so then in 2018, I recorded five songs and one of them was Magma. And they're like the first ones yeah. I've written. And then that was like picked up. I got an email from Starbucks being like, can we use your song in our stores? And I was like, what the fuck? And so, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that year and a half of like, okay, I'm putting these poems to songs. I sing them, people listen, and then getting that little tap on the shoulder from the universe. Like, okay, you can do this. Yeah. And then uh, 
I know you mentioned him briefly, but the late Malcolm Clark Hayes Jr. That's an important name that means yeah. a lot to you. I also want to give a shout out to, because I read your story. It, it's fascinating. And uh, it, it was just, I, I found myself, like I said, I told you that I'm a, uh, I went to film school. I'm a movie buff. I, I like to insert myself when it comes to these amazing stories. And, and these are real stories. Like, and shout out to Nong and, um, I, I don't know if I'm butchering the name, but apologize. But That's right. those those two people, I know they mean a lot to you. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about them a little bit more because you wouldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for these two people. And you 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 found them at uh, what is at a Thai restaurant, if I if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you you met up with this person uh, Nong, who I'm talking about, and then you performed with this person too. And it's isn't it. Uh, it's like a storybook like you're you're finding yourself along the way and then these people who actually find the best and you pull it out that you didn't even know you had i i love that you know and it's uh what i'm trying to say is it's, it's almost like you can't do it by yourself you know of course the inspiration is there but then when people believe in you you know that that's that's an important thing too so um but anyway i just wanted to mention those people because i know they mean a lot to you people, people who don't know yeah um but um, I wonder if if it was like nerve wracking, like getting up on stage for the first time. Did you have any experience performing in front of people prior to all of that? Like open mics, um, like all right, here you go, go and do it. Oh, all right. When I was that. a little girl, I was a dancer. Yeah. Um, so that was like in front of people. That there's not that's nothing like using your voice in front of people. It's it's that's to me dancing. Not not like you know I wasn't competitive or anything like that, but using my body to do something beautiful is much was much easier for me uh versus you know saying uh, what's in your head and then using your voice yeah. to do that that was was really hard for me at first um do you still dance and I think, no i i was just telling my friend that uh like it's crazy how much i've like lost <laughs> lost the <laughs> ballet was like my favorite but um that's a whole nother conversation but um yeah it's saying your truth i think I think that was a huge part of my process of coming into myself was overcoming uh, that. I, I almost think like I, my like, hi, like whatever self that's running this ship on this planet mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, isn't my personality, but it's just kind of like the, the guide. I, I feel like they chose music so that I could just like knock down all these walls that, needed to be knocked down i don't know if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah. it's you alicia you know and um <laughs> i do want to talk about also also uh you know um you know performing on stage right i want to mention that really cool tour you did with the districts uh this past fall and whether we're a fan of this or or a performer you know live music is you know it's in a different form of art in what we do and you know, the touring life and the live music experience for you personally. I ask this a lot to my guests because I get a different answer every time and a unique answer because here's the thing. This is something that was pretty much stripped away from us three years ago, right? I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it, yeah, it was cool to stay home for like the first month or so. I got to pick up on shit that I just left behind. It's like I, I, I took up baking. I never baked in my entire life and now I know how to bake cookies. Uh, shout out to my sister, by the way. But, you know, uh, the, the question I, I want to get at, Alicia, you know, considering how much touring is going on now lately, you just went on a tour, you know, for example, especially when this was something that was stripped away from us. Would you say, you know, because 
the, how you experience it, your interaction with the crowd, that the thing you just described me about being them, they're so quiet after you read your piece out to them, you know, it was just, you know, you could hear a pin drop. You know, I'm in goosebumps as I'm, as I'm talking about it. You know, would you say that you have a newfound appreciation of, of that setting now, considering, you know, we didn't know where we we're going to be three years ago, you know, because, you know, th- there's touring, there, there's there's fans over your work, there's the people you, you interact with, the crowds. Uh, I want to ask about that, you know, like, I know I have yeah. a newfound appreciation of it, considering I, I go to a show as much as I can now <laughs> these days. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I think my first show back was in LA and I was at time period where like things opened up and then they closed again. So I got in the first opening, I got in and did a show and, um, I was at the hotel cafe and there were like a hundred people there and, you know, hotel cafe is, is a smaller venue. So it was like, I know exactly what that is. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like really stunning to have like the joy in the room was insane. I mean, it was like, and I had all this new music cause I had just been, I'd been traveling to Nashville to do all these writing sessions. And so, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, all the, all the work I think everyone had done on a personal level in this like lockdown and then walking into a room and sharing it with each other even though i mean obviously like i'm the one on stage and singing the songs and whatnot but i feel like people's readiness to be part of that like it just felt like everyone was there in the room for a reason and it was just like joy and i don't know it was insane and then yeah the tour so i i mean we were just talking about like i kind of am just getting started but that was like my first um like tour tour where I was supporting a band that has like, you know, a really nice, um, like crazy loyal fan base. And, um, so the districts, like that was insane. Like that was, I don't know. It was glorious. I can't even describe how, um, it was my first time really being, uh, in a room where like, humans I didn't know because you know most of them were districts fans getting to know me it was like an introduction and they were just like ready for it and like so down to and because I make very different music from the districts but also it's complimentary you know in some way and so um yeah it was just an honor and I mean that's not even the right I mean yes an honor but like just joy like more joy I don't know And, and like there's they have a lot of really cool young fans and like I love, yeah, I don't know. I loved, I love the earnestness and sincerity of, of their desire to be there. Man, if you ever want to do a tour, I got some, I got some really close friends who are in in bands and they do tours around like Oklahoma up to Kansas. And they are along the lines of the same genre of music that you are. And it's a band called brother rabbit. And uh, the lead singer, her, her name is Susie. And as I was listening to your voice, I'm like, man, how great would it be if you and her did like a duet together or something? And anyway, that's just that's just wishful thinking to me. Shout out to Brother Rabbit also. And it, you know, aside from the music, Alicia, I, I I always am you know intrigued to hear about you know other aspects of an artist like that potentially feed into their creativity and personality. You know, of course, the last thing we want to do is revisit 2020. But you dropped your debut album in 2020 for crying out loud, Alicia. That is a great album, and and people who don't know, Brave Bird, uh, that dropped in April of uh, 2020, if I'm not mistaken. The song "Color" 
just hits me like right here. I, I absolutely love that song. Anyway, um, and just staying busy doing that. I, I have <laughs> had people. I don't know what it is, but this year I've had like five people be like that song "Color," and I just like really wow. Since twenty twenty to now, like <laughs> no one's ever talked to me about that song. And this year, there's been like five. I've heard like from recently, and I'm like. What is going on with that song? It's so fascinating. Hey, I'm just saying you're finding yourself along the way, right? These these things that are coming up, you know, and I'm going to introduce um, when I meet Susie. Susie lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm going to introduce her to your music because I know she would love uh, everything that you're doing. And it's just oh. a sense of inspiration of what you're doing. But anyone who hasn't listened to Bravebird, please go. Um, it, it's on YouTube. It's on I believe it's on the streaming platform to Spotify. Uh, listen to that album. It's going to be over in a blink because of how damn good it is. You know, now you drop that album, but aside from the music, you know, uh, I always think about, did that time for you, Alicia, did that open up new things for you uh, that you may not have discovered before about yourself, you know, that you can take with you going forward? Because staying home, it can really get to you, you know, and especially where you're not even in the same city you are now back then. Um, I know that I, I grew a lot, you know, I learned a lot about myself during that time. You know, I learned a lot about my, about my friends at that time, you know, and some of them oh, yeah. I lost, some of them are still here. It's, it's a crazy thing to think about, but here we are. Somehow we aged three years. I don't know that, that ever rings, you know, I'm still mentally getting over 2019. You're, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's very bizarre. Like, especially being in 23 right now, it's like, no, there's, there, there's it's no like, way it's 2023. There's a good two years that didn't count, like in right. terms of aging or like, yeah, like internal evolution. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I had made Brave Bird before the pandemic and then the release date literally was like in locked when lockdown was announced um, or just like thereafter. And um incredibly disappointing incredibly uh you know excruciatingly painful to obviously be one of millions of of humans whose plans didn't go as expected um it was also coincided with um the day that i was supposed to do a zoom performance or like a because that's what was happening uh to for the album release since we were in lockdown i actually got um diagnosed with appendicitis and like oh no I had to go to the hospital and stayed in the hospital for like a week and took like two months to recover so it was this strange uh the universe was like yeah like this is not this isn't marketing time this isn't like slow down you know it's it's weird how that works out sometimes i mean i don't mean it works out but i feel the same way when there's something really big coming up all of a sudden my, my body decides all right sonny this is the time to just no, not 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 the time. You don't have to hurt yeah. me while you're at it. So I'm glad you're okay. That's that's scary though. It but... was so intense, and also like the the hospitals when during those times, like yeah. no one was allowed in, and Jeez. it was like I remember being like the doctors being like, "You can't go down that hallway because that's the COVID patients," and like we didn't, and that COVID was so new, it was like. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, I could catch COVID on top of this infection I have and just like bounce out of here, <laughs> you know, like interesting. So, you know, like it, it made everything. So sorry to answer your question. Like, no, you're good. It made everything in like an incredible zoomed out perspective. And I was on a fast track to, to, to who am I? And uh, in the end, if I died tomorrow, 
what does it need to sound like and what do I need to do for my career to, to do it, do it, you know? Mm. And, um, so like through my recovery and soon thereafter, I got my first manager, which was an incredible blessing. And we're still working together today and it's been, um, cataclysmic. Uh, that's why I was able to go to Nashville and work with Lincoln Parish for inner child work and write with, um, John Paul White, all, all of the, um, facilitation that, uh, my manager mm -hmm. and, um, team has been able to do, um, you know, yeah, I had the body of work for them to present, to create the new work and see who was interested to, in collaborating. And it's been crazy. Now let's get to inner child work. You mentioned those names and, um, you may want to finish your drink here because I got a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> this new EP, uh, part two, by the way, uh, drops in the spring on Magnetic Moon Records. Magnetic Moon Records, by the way, um, I'm going to talk about this for a second because this is a growing label. I feel like it was founded by artist Rob Garza. Um, you know, this is like a new era for you, you know, Alicia. You know, it, this makes you label mates with bands like 40 Feet Tall, which I think they're going to be coming on our show uh, down, uh, down the line. Uh, Toby, Raquel Jones. What's the feeling like kicking off this new part of your career with the label like Magnetic Moon? Because I feel like that's an important thing to ask as well. Yeah, it's, um, you know, saying, just letting you know how I started working with a manager and then started working with a label thereafter. That was pretty far out and um, something I'd never done. And it was actually really, in some sense, difficult to do because I had to like let go of, of so much of the work I was used to doing myself, yeah. like especially preparing for Brave Bird and funding it myself. And like, I mean, funding a record when you're really, you know, working on being an artist artist is very difficult because, you know, you're not working a nine to five, you're working on your, you know, guitar or your voice or your songs and um, working in between that. And so, um, yeah, letting go, not letting go of creative control, but letting go of the business control was you know, it makes me kind of giggle. It's like, that's all we really want as artists. And then when it comes, you're like, oh God, this is so uncomfortable. Like to let them do that, do their job. Yeah. And so that's been an incredibly amazing journey. And like the trust uh, that I have with the label heads and Rob and Brian Ross um, and the team they have uh, with them. Natalia, you've probably spoken to and Christine, like, and it's just, crazy to to have a team and to have support that way it's it's incredible it, it's so rad because you know i started my own record label like 10 years ago with my brothers we wanted to give artists who didn't get a chance with other people and you know so i have experience in that so it, I, I wanted to ask about that because that's an important thing I, i'm always all about helping people and, and getting to where they want to get now before we uh, so shout out to magnetic moon again uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a great chapter from here on out now, before we get into this core of this, this EP, right, part two, people are probably asking, like, part two, why is Sunday saying part two? Because this is the follow up to your 2022 EP, Inner Child Work Part One. I went back and heard that. I mean, talking about like flawless prequels, again, you're going to talk about Star Wars as a whole different conversation when it comes to prequels. <laughs> uh, Dog Days in LA, Jesus Christ. Uh, that really hit me emotionally because. Uh, like I said, LA is my second home and that music video, I'm trying not to get too emotional because that I, when you watch a, a music video like that at like 
3 a.m. in the morning and you're reminiscing about L.A. and I have friends out there and who I'm planning to visit this summer, it just like it, you it makes you do nothing but either drive down the I-5 or drive down the PCH and just hear that song like with the Aww. windows down as as the uh, sun is like setting, you know, and I'm really setting the mood here. But there's no mistake why Atwood magazine, like I mentioned, you know, they labeled you as one of the artists to watch in 2021. But hell. Alicia, I think you're an artist to watch, period. But here you are, you know, what you know, we're in this new year, this new album that's coming out, this new chapter, like I mentioned. When you hear recognition like that, Alicia, you know, do you feel pressure? Or I mean, do you ever feel pressure for you when you sit down and write again for new songs when these publications are just applauding your work? You know, it, it sounds like you're a really humble person. I feel like that's something I can take with me going forward. But you know, I, I wonder about that. Yeah, I, I don't, well, you know, I'm still a baby in my career, so I won't speak too soon, but I would say no, I don't, because um, I probably we need, have, the, we need the wings for this interview. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We got to get that, oh, you're on that high. <laughs> I am, um, I don't think I, I don't think the pressure that uh, an accolade in a publication could ever compare to I wouldn't even call it pressure, but there's an element of pressure in it that the expectations that I can put on myself, they're already there. Um, the forward thinking thing, like mm -hmm. I, I already, you know, can see or imagine what I want, you know, the next two records, how I want them to go. So I'm already, um, almost like I'm not so worried about beating what I've done because I know it's already in evolution. So it's not about beating what I, you know, beating the, this record with the next one and making something even better. It's just more, I know that if I'm changing that I'm doing the right thing, not changing uh, sound or anything per se, but you know, I'm changing. So the, then the music's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't ever get me started on new records because I'm I'm I can't wait for that. I mean, uh, <laughs> now listening to Inner Child Work Part Two. By the way, let me know how we're doing on time. I want to make sure I'm respectful about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I, I just I'm good to like um, just before eleven. So. Yeah. Okay. We're on Central Time, so yay. Um, now, uh, as I was listening to Inner Child Work Part Two on on repeat, really, you know, things that uh, artists that came to mind, uh, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, you know, uh, Tori Amos. Kate Bush, Sharon Van Eaton, uh, Faye Webster, and there's this Austin-based band that I don't think you've heard uh, called Color Candy. I'm 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 listening to like these artists are just coming into my head. But the point of me is telling you that is that you're standing out from that convoluted crowd of the singer songwriter because it's it's hitting me in ways no other singer songwriters are are doing it. And there's this level of authenticity within you especially i mean we talked about your story i mean if if that isn't authentic enough i don't know what is from uh best hands to believer and i absolutely love the composition for uh picasso blue um i wish that was a single if that's not a single already um who knows maybe maybe um maybe. you know how you when you watch a movie and you go back and, and you catch certain parts that you didn't catch the first time right i kept going back and listening to certain parts over and over again and whether it's uh, you know, folk, indie, uh, pop, maybe even some country uh, thrown in there. Uh, you said you wanted to take the songs to a more universal level. 
I think you're doing more than that, Alicia. You know, uh, walk me through this. I wonder how much do things change from when you first begin composing on your songs to you to where you end up finishing it. In other words, did you know like this EP was going to have two parts from day one? Because this is a very unique way to release it, and it's <laughs> it, it works. <laughs> it fucking works. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely didn't uh, actually. No, I did know that it would have two parts, but I had no idea what songs were going to be on what part. Um, so I didn't write it going like these feel like part one and these feel like part two. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, in terms of, you know, the maybe a universal inflection on those. Um, I mean, Lincoln and I wrote a lot of those together. And um, and I think a lot of these, you know, like I walked in as a singer songwriter, but he was really able to bring kind of that indie, um, indie, maybe, you know, some more indie rock energy. And, um, and then for whatever reason, the, the structure of like, if he wrote a chord progression and I would uh, write a melody and lyric over it, it just kind of like the pop sensibility in me really got to just st speak. And, um, cause, and, and, you know, when I say pop, I mean, like, you know, James Taylor was popular music. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. You know, not not like a long form. I mean, you know, writing something just a little more direct. So, yeah, I got a shout out to to Lincoln for helping uh, me. Uh, I I want to I'm going to talk about Lincoln here in a second, but uh, I I want to talk about your voice because um, there's this level of comfort in your voice when I hear you sing. You know, you have this way of lulling the listener in, and as soon as they are drawn to it it like hits you. It's devastating. It's a good thing. That's what I mean. You know, it's like, awesome. you know, and uh, you can't really describe it because you have to listen to it for um, like, I can't wait for my, um, cause we have an IUF staff. I had them listen to this EP with me and they were just like, um, is, she, is she local? Can we bring like, can, can they, can, can she be on tour? I was like, Oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me talk to her first, you know, cause I have, cause it's not just me. There are people around here who I presented this album to, they're loving it, you know, and when putting this all together, I feel like inner child work part one and part two, this could be like one complete LP because that's what it sounds like when I, I listen to it top to bottom that way. Uh, the, that's the way I did it. I also feel like you've also, you know, found your stride with these last two records. You know, I don't know if this can serve as a sneak peek into or a representation into what's to come on future releases. But how do you feel? Do you feel like you still like, OK, I think I got it. I, this is where I want to be. Let's go. I think that there definitely, and I think that um, probably what's to come is going to be mm -hmm. um, a little more singular. Uh, not, but I don't mean not universal, but it'll be a little more singular in the sense of, um, you know, for my next record, I'm already, I'm writing for it. And um, it, a lot of the songs, you know, I'm doing co-writing for sure, but I'm walking in pretty much kind of with, with like a, a huge chunk of it conceptually and lyrically, sometimes melodically or musically, like ready to, to, to bring into the person. So it's a little bit less of maybe someone else's voice mixing with mine. It's a little more Alicia. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. this, the sound itself was a big part of this record that I really loved. And this is where I want to get to uh, with Lincoln Parish. I'm an audiophile these days. Alicia, I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. Shit, I don't have to mess with much on this. This was just it was it it was so on point, you know. And it's it 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 also had a mature sound from Brave Bird. I feel like even your first EP, and this was produced in Nashville by none other than, of course, songwriter Lincoln Parish. For people who don't know, Cage the Elephant. I remember seeing them live a few years back. Uh, shout out to him. You know, um, talk about him for a minute here because I'm sure that you have that sense of comfortability in the studio, knowing you had someone like Lincoln working on this record. Not only that. You may have found this the person you want to work with going forward. Is that fair to uh, fair to assess? Uh, say that again. So I found uh, you found you, you, yeah going forward working on records together because I feel like there's this chemistry between you and Lincoln. He knows it's one thing to write everything on paper, right? But it's another thing to get it out on how you want it to sound. And I feel like Lincoln did that. Yeah, I mean Lincoln is is incredible and. You know, one of my favorite parts about Lincoln, uh, we were actually just writing together last week and I love it. I love this song we, we did. And, but um, we just have such an incredibly like freakishly, like almost wordless process. And it's so fast. I mean, he can literally like, I don't think there's been maybe like one or two times he's ever presented me with an idea that I was like, mm, I don't think I can like vibe with this completely, but like, 99% of the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have I have the the lyrics and I know what I need to say and sing over this and how the melody is going to go. But um, yeah, I can't like say it enough how um, lucky I feel to know someone and have someone um, in my creative life that I get to do that with. And I was kind of freaking out when I saw him last time that I didn't say this to him, but I was like, oh, my God, I've known you now. Now when we're we're in 2023. Now we're like going into our third year of knowing and making things like that's weird to me because it feels and, feels like yesterday. Speaking of freaking out, John Paul White. Oh, man. Uh, who's known for his he's, uh, Civil Wars. Great band. He's featured on that song, Young. I wondered if there was that, you know, when you were doing the uh, song with them, you know, when you're performing with them and you were structuring the song, was there that sense of, OK, this is John Paul White. I kind of got to meet him here. I, it was, was there that competitive nature between you two? Like, how was that like bringing someone else into your world of making music together? Because that really added another element to, I feel like, your music, having someone like John. Yeah, I, I think anyone who's worked with John Paul would not feel that, that anything competitive with him because you just kind of know you're in the presence of some kind of sage dark night and you fucking love him for that and you just listen and you go i mean it's collaborative of course and, yeah but you just i mean i feel like the philosophy of john paul as a human is like some one of my favorite yeah entities to subscribe to there's there's a gentleness about him and he's soft-spoken but yet this like pretty reverberating power that resonates out of him yeah uh speaking of power i our hair game is on point by the way i can't help but mention that it's pretty <laughs> awesome um now between uh writing and then structuring the songs and the production process like we just talked about you know keep all this in mind as i'm asking this because the lyricism throughout inner child work part one and and part two of course i feel a lot of this comes from your personal experience too right because the bulk of it deals with uh, you know, sudden changes in in life's discussion, to self awareness, new beginnings. You know, you're 
from LA to Nashville. First off, I, I I can't imagine like I don't know if it was scary to make that big of a move because you know it was it was really and it was the best for you, you know. And I can already sense that the way you're talking to me, the way you're talking about your music, the way you're describing these people, I know it was the right move. All right, first off, so um, you know, and you have a song like Young, like we just talked about. It focuses on the acceptance of the aging process. Here's why that's important. To someone like me, Alicia. I just went back to school this semester. Okay. I got 11 hours left on my bachelor's and I'm like, I hold, I held that off for so long. And I'm in that, in that classroom. This is my first week in class, right? I'm there and all these like kids, right. Who, you know, <laughs> I'm going back to school, right. I'm in my thirties and, and they're these younger, younger kids. And, and this song young really resonated with me. It's like, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to belong. You're trying to make that meet them at that level. But young, I feel like it, it's really about authenticity. Just, just move past that. You know, fuck that. Like, you don't have to stay young. Just you can still. I'm an old soul. I get told that a lot by people. You know, no matter how old I am. You know, maybe if I'm 50, I'll be like 100, something like that. I don't know. But, you know, a song, a song like Young that focuses on the acceptance of the aging process. So that meant to someone like me, uh, you have a song like Best Hands, right? Which is about uh, the frustration of, of being stuck in unhealthy habits and patterns. When you write something like this, Alicia, right? I can see you're adjusting your seat. So get ready for this. <laughs> a sense of therapy when, when you're translating all these feelings into something productive like this i begin to think of the tangibles of a theme or a message to your music you know one or or multiple how important are are themes to you alicia is that a big component to songwriting for someone like you a very uh long-winded you know question but you know it's uh i know yeah um i would say i don't think about them at all i definitely don't try for any themes i think that naturally any record any album's going to have themes though because it's a snapshot of a time in someone's life and um and it should be you know and they that's why records should be released you know at some rash you know reasonable uh time frame from when you were writing it you know yeah uh, not that you don't have a song that's old or something that you would not put on a record but like yeah i, I think they should be a snapshot in time and so i think um by default the themes just show up and uh that's really cool that you said that because it's you know I, I mentioned how there's that sense of therapy you know but i hope that whoever is listening to this podcast i know you're you're writing it i'm sure you get a sense of release when you actually you know put your thoughts and feelings onto something like this but your music your message you know it helps whoever's listening them as well you know because you went through so much and i hope that whatever you've been through the way you're writing your music it helps other people who are listening to it you know, it's already helping someone like me, for example. So I really hope yeah. that's that's what it is. And you I meant mean, you took it right out of my mouth, by the way, because I was going to ask if you see it as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life. And I think that that's a yes. And and we're approaching the last part of our conversation. I can't believe it's already been an hour. Sorry to take up so much of your time. This oh, is and, you know, I know we've covered a good amount on this awesome conversation, by the way. Uh, thank you again for sharing your story and who talking about who Alicia blue is all about, you know, from the different perspectives and, and, you know, the experiences in your timeline that you have taken and which we've discussed about, right. You're still young and, and growing, but you're, you've already experienced plenty 
within that timeline, Alicia, you know, the touring that you just did, your growing fan base, the recognition from, you know, these outlets and, and working with amazing producers and collaborating with other talented artists, you know, before you got here, you know, it, it was all about being a soul singer, you know, you mentioned it. And, and now you're a turned poet and folk singer. I feel, and, and I hope that, you know, you continue to evolve and it's also an, an extension of who you are, this album. I'm excited to see where you go from here. You know, this is definitely something that you have a passion for. And the truth is, is, is for what I'm seeing is that you're seeing results. That's also important, too. And I'm riding out to this question here. You know, have your aspirations, Alicia, as a musician, hell, as a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Definitely. Um, I would say in the beginning, I um, there was such a pressure to make it. And by that, that pressure comes from coming from a super working class family and like, how am I going to survive? Right. It didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't come. I mean, yeah, I think deep down every artist would be lying if they didn't, you know, maybe think it could be cool to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, you know, but of course I thought that, but I think, um, when you put the pressure of, um, anything material in front of your true self or not even front of your true self, when you put it in your mind and let it take up any amount of space and the space isn't used for your creative, like, uh, development, that's the word. Um, that's a huge waste of time. Um, you know, I am lucky that I don't have any of that anymore. Um, there is no part of my brain that thinks about that and largely got to thank the people who've helped me get to this place where I can do this, you know, completely, uh, mostly, you know, full time, uh, with the hours in my day. And, um, otherwise it wouldn't be possible because it takes time. It takes time to, you have to be with yourself for every day, all, all day long. And, um, you know, uh, so yeah, and in terms of, I think there's been some real uh, sobering moments of going like, okay, you know, my hero is like, like Woody Guthrie's my hero, you know? And not that I made inner child work and was like, would Woody Guthrie like this? Cause I don't know that he would, or, you know, would Bob Dylan love this or uh, maybe not. Um, but I think more recently, just kind of the, humanitarian aspect of of some of my heroes and like Joan Baez and um you know what Woody had to say or even Bob had to say um not that I'm gonna become a a protest singer or anything like that but I think there has been a recently a sobering uh, element of like okay like next year next record um you're gonna have to say what you need to say and you have to say it you can't be afraid Mm -hmm. to say it yeah, I also think it's also important to, you know, celebrate your successes along the way too. you know, and, um, and, you know, you're doing that, I, I feel like, you know, I, it's also easy to lose track of yourself, the more successful you are, you kind of lose yourself along the way. It's also important to kind of push everything back sometimes, and look at 
it from the outside and go back in with the refocus perspective. I've done that uh, once and it was just uh, mind blowing to me. And, and I feel like it's like, this is the most authentic you that I feel like I'm, I'm sitting in front of, and I can't wait till, I can't wait till you come to Texas and perform, you know, that's, that's what we got to do. And, uh, uh, you know, and I know we got about a few minutes left, you know, I do want to say, you know, if you weren't a musician, like something that I think about also all the time, what would you be doing right now, Alicia? Do you ever think about that? I mean, I would definitely be a, a writer. I mean, I'd be writing. Uh, yeah. like a, you know, but if if that wasn't, you know, if I couldn't be a making publishing book, like poetry books and whatnot, um, I would probably be like studying some kind of like uh you need a drummer for this science science (laughs) meets the mysterious uh metaphysical (laughs) elements of (laughs) something i don't know maybe maybe go i don't know something like not be a monk but something where i get to just be alone (laughs) hey going to the woods uh, so there's like a, a there's like there's a there's a park right next to where I live. There's and it, and if you go past it, there's like just these. If you ever seen the village, that's what it looks like. You know, like M Night Shyamalan style. It's kind of scary. Of but 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 when you go in there, you you know, I'm I'm kind of like that. It doesn't seem like that as I'm talking to you. You know, I'm I'm not. Doesn't seem like I'm someone who just likes to get away. I love when it comes to that. I love to just be by myself. Hell, even even just in the woods. You know, it's it. You really find that sense of peace. You can almost find yourself in there. But um. Alicia, man, we got I got to get you back on this podcast at some point in the future. Maybe we can do it. Maybe we can do it in the future. And by the way, let me know if you ever want to uh, do like a small tour like down here in in the south. And real quick, real quick. When I went to Nashville, I don't know if you've ever been to Texas. When I went to Nashville, right, I went with my best friend back in September. I love the place. I love the city. Um, And when I got there, you guys you what do you call nashville nashvillians is that a i don't know i don't know what the, what the term, nashville okay dallasites right that's what we call ourselves you, you people you we people you people <laughs> you guys are more texan than we are i get there on first day I, i'm not kidding people are wearing like actual like like cowboy hats they don't oh, do yeah. that they don't do that here you know we went even went to the dolly parton like hotel like the the roof and it was just I forgot oh, yeah. where I was. I'm like, this is supposed to be Texas. Why isn't this anything like, and it was just a regular weekend and people are just, you know, and some uh, people we met in Nashville weren't coming. Yeah. I've been here all my life. And even their, their accents like this, you know, talk like this, nothing's like that here in Texas. I'm just saying, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, by the way, I've been living in Texas all my <laughs> life. So, so, um, I, I love Texans. Don't, don't get me wrong, but you guys are more Texas than we are. I was telling my friend that she, uh, she came here from Austin and we, we road trip together. So I don't know if you've seen that yet. So come to Texas, figure that out. And then let me know what you think. If, if there, you do see a dynamic difference between the two, cause it's, it's there. Um, also yeah. bar- barbecue. Barbecue is also one thing we tried. So anyway, oh, yeah. I feel like I could go about that for a while. But um, Alicia, uh, again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, let's sure. stay in, let's stay in touch. If you ever, of course, like I said, if you were to come down here, I do know a lot of the, uh, um, the like the, the show bookings, like the people who run it, the who own the awesome. venues. I would love to help you book a show here. Okay. So just uh, please let so me know. Much, People need to need, they need Alicia Blue down here. Okay. Um, I'd be honored. Yeah, I love that. 
<laughs> uh, do you have any last words? Is any shout outs, anything else you'd like to mention or plug in for inner child work part two, but before you finish things um, up, maybe a new music video or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, I think we're all good. Just, um, you know, please stay tuned, uh, on all of the things at, at Alicia blue music. Um, and you'll hear all the release dates for the web store will be up with all kinds of goodies and, um, hopefully some shows near you. That would be amazing to say hello to you guys. Alicia, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I know we just met, but I feel like we, we gotta, you know, we've been like friends forever at this point since considering how much we've shared. And, uh, I hope everyone, you know, who's listening, you know, buy inner child work part two, listen to it, stream it because this, this drops sooner than, you know, on magnetic moon. Um, I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, and you can listen to the podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on our interview on fire.com. Alicia, much love. Thank you again. Uh, nothing but the best for you from here on out. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy Nashville. I'm, I hope I, I'll, I'll, I'll visit someday soon. You know, I'll let you know when I, when I visit too, you know, cause I got to get back. Yeah. yeah I, I was, I was only there for like three days, but we got to be there for long. My brother lives in Vanderbilt. So obviously I have to awesome. be out there, but let's stay in touch. Uh, I'll talk to you next time and uh, take care of yourself. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye. There's a lover, a sister buried beneath. There's a whisper of something no one can see. There's a hunter, a chaser. What does it mean that I am all of these things? I am all of these things. I want it faster. I want it faster. Don't slow it down. I don't want to slow down now. I want it faster. I want it faster, don't slow it down I don't wanna slow down now I want it faster Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.